pockets and gravestones above our heads is all we'll get from this journey. Yes, it's the science fiction rating system. Uh, my name is Alex Humphrey and I am joined by Chris Redding. Hello. Hello. And Sam Draper. Hello. Hello. And that was a quote from Krull. And it's a, a kind of fitting uh, quote, I believe. Um <laughs> Because it kind of sums up this podcast, probably, or how it's going to go. Um, but anyway, we're here uh, as part of the science fiction rating system. We rate or we review films. We add them to a big list. We watch them. Uh, and this time is a, it's a nostalgic trip, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we received some correspondence a little while back from Colin, a long-time, long-time listener. Uh, and he begged us, I guess. Begged us? Maybe begged us? I yeah. He was very pro this film. Pro this film, he, a he sees way. this. It's a 1983 crawl. Uh, he he loved it. Uh, I'm sure you can hear his entire correspondence or read it somewhere. Um, it was long, wasn't it? He sent a long message about crawl. Yeah, I can't actually find it. Uh, oh, hang on, I've got it. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Read it, it was again? long. Yeah, go on then. Mm. Yeah, I'll go paraphrase. On then. Paraphrase. Um, yeah. My nostalgia pick is crawl. Uh, why is why cruel um, synopsis blah blah why have I picked it well despite adoring this film as a child I fear the film may not have aged as well as at all and I myself am too afraid to watch it again oh thanks mm-hmm. for that should have should have read that <laughs> yeah uh, no, I anyway. fear it may take my childhood memories so I let you guys do it for me I showed a friend a few years ago a clip from YouTube as he hadn't heard of it and the special effects looked horrendous so please mm-hmm. be kind as you may scar me for life also, oh, also, please be aware the film is eighty percent fantasy and twenty percent sci-fi. Most of that is at the end. I think even that's questionable, isn't it? But we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So the so one thanks, thing Colin. I'm, I'm sorry, Colin. The one thing you said, please be kind. I don't know it's if that's tough. going to be possible. Yeah, yeah at yeah. this point. Um, had anyone seen Crawl before? I don't think Chris? so. No, no, Sam, no, no. no. Had you? And I think no, I hadn't. And I think. Really, as we talk about Kroll, I think it's important just let's be nice to Colin at the beginning and say, the thing with nostalgia is, if you see something as a child, it does really affect you, Mm. and you have this kind of thought of what it was or how it affected you and that. But if you have never seen it and then you watch it, you don't have that nostalgia. Yeah. So you're just kind of, it's just a kind of cold, blinding... I mean, well, even if you have seen and have got the nostalgia, <laughs> uh, like Short Circuit, it might still be shit. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it might still be shit when you watch it again. But you could kind of be like, oh, but that one bit, I remember seeing that. and But we didn't have that, did we? None of us had that. No. Oh, that bit with the giant spider. Oh, it really scared me. Like, we didn't have that, did we? So it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I think it's, this is a very, uh, it's interesting nostalgia does affect you uh, mm. but we don't have any nostalgia for Kroll we just had to watch it um, and uh, I'll give you the, the, the synopsis is actually what was written on the poster beyond our time beyond our universe there is a planet besieged by alien invaders where a young king must rescue his love from the clutches of the beast or risk the death of this world Kroll a world light years beyond your imagination that that was all on the poster uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know why. It's a definition of a put... hard sell, isn't it, I suppose? <laughs> yeah, I guess they really <laughs> needed people to know yeah. uh, the whole plot. Um, 
But yeah, directed by Peter Yates, uh, whose previous credits are Bullet uh, and and Summer Holiday, the yeah. Cliff Richard film. So kind of an odd person to direct a fantasy sci-fi film, isn't it? He made a film mm. called Mother, Jugs and Speed, which uh, I rewrote <laughs> it. Uh, Bill Cosby, Raquel Welch and Harvey Keitel. It looks like... Wow. It looks, it's certainly wow. not science fiction, but it looks truly horrendous. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, and generally, the cast of this film is not famous, apart from a few people who are very famous and are not important. Um, and I'm sorry, but I just I couldn't remember any of the characters' names, so I just called them like prince, princess, old man, and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they've all got really stupid names, haven't they? Um, I mean, the the main guy in it is sort of famous. Is he? Oh, Do you know what he, he was in? It wasn't in a, a Star Trek. He was uh, Eddington in Deep Space Nine. Mm. Yes. Who okay. had quite a pivotal role, really, in Deep Space Nine. He wasn't in a lot, but he was quite an important character. I won't spoil was he good? What, he's, what his role is. is. He... Yeah, he's pretty good in it, yeah. Okay. He's in the, in the, he's in the good later series of it, yeah. Anyway, um, so we start Kroll uh, in part one. Who invited the Slayers to this wedding is what I've called it. And uh, we've got, I mean, here, if you watch just the beginning of this film, Hmm. we open in space, uh, but there's this weird kind of medieval music and the crazy spinning, the glaive spins through saying Kroll. And then we kind of see something coming towards us. And it's that really, really, really classic shot of like, the ship flying over us. The start of Star um, Wars. The start of Star Wars, yeah. But it's not really a ship, is it? It's like a big tree. Big rock. Tree, yeah. Big tree? rock tree, yeah, tree thing. Yeah. I don't know, anyway. So, and there's not a lot... Not really. <laughs> well, it's not really important, is it? I mean, I, I wonder if this was maybe put on afterwards, this scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels... It doesn't feel like this was always the beginning. Anyway. Um, the planet's even got two fucking suns like Tatooine. It's so yeah. derivative of stuff, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just not very creative at all, no. is it? No. Uh, James Horner did the music for this, so yeah. that's strange as well. Or James Horner he... got the temp track and it had Mars by Holst on it <laughs> and he wrote over it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Could be that. Um, anyway, so this giant tree thing tilts, lands on a planet, everything explodes, and it's kind of, we see it's a castle, and it's the Black Fortress, which is... Uh... London Symphony Orchestra as well. Really? Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been <laughs> um, It's the Black Fortress, and that's the home of the beast and his and his army, the Slayers. Uh, and we hear the old man and his prophecy, uh, which is someone's going to come queen, and then there'll be a king, and they'll have a kid, and that kid will rule the galaxy. And again, they throw the word galaxy in, don't they? Like, yeah. oh, this is science fiction, because I've said the word galaxy. Yeah. Um, Despite again, having no sort of capacity for getting off the planet it seems, or no. technology beyond sort of medieval times. No, or awareness of outside uh, worlds. Yeah. No, so it's just the word really galaxy It's like thrown Trump in. saying he's like Lord of the Galaxy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's got it's, no it's... means to be actual Lord of it. No, not really. Um, and then kind of <laughs> plot-wise, uh, there are two kingdoms, uh, and they're going to unify with the marriage of a prince and a princess. Mm. Uh, as we say, Colwyn, Ken Marshall. Uh, and Lissa, who's Lissette, and uh, and who was uh, Miss Scarlet in the TV version of Cluedo? Oh, okay. if you remember that, <laughs> I used to love that. Fair enough. Okay, I don't remember that. No. It was like a quiz show, and they were all like actors sat and like playing the part, and you had to like interview them and, and try and work out who did the murder. In. Do you remember that? 
No, I don't remember that really at all. Yeah. Not the early 90s. I used to love it. Do you remember that, Chris? I kind of do, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, like BBC One. On, yeah. mm. So much shit on the telly, but... <laughs> that wasn't shit. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so there are all these, these medieval... It's very, 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 very medieval at this point. You've got kings, you've got knights... You've got princesses and princes. The kingdoms are going to unify. The, the uh, only it's going to be a marriage. The only kind of sci-fi element is that some of the guards wear like bike helmets, don't they? Like plastic bike yeah. helmets. That's the only kind of suggestion of sci-fi at this point. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the wedding ceremony takes place and the slayers turn up and then they have this really weird shot where when they shoot a slayer in the head, this kind of thing <laughs> kind of slips out and then crawls yeah. across the floor. Like maybe it's an alien, but uh, it could be a demon or... That's not really... That doesn't mean an alien, does it? I mean... But the, the Slayers are off-world, aren't they? They've come in with the... Mm. They've come with the right? beast, yeah. Yeah, they have, yeah. So they are yeah. aliens? Uh, yeah, if, mm. if, if you're... Yes, if you, you're taking that that thing really was in space. <laughs> And not like a magical it's realm. So stupid. Yeah, it is, I mean, it's yeah, so stupid. exactly. Um, and they've got laser guns, haven't they? Well, yeah. again, <laughs> the, the fight that breaks out, yeah, you see these blue and red flashes and hear a noise, but couldn't that be magic? I mean, <laughs> it, could, it could, couldn't it? It doesn't have to be a laser. Lasers are magic. Maybe lasers are magic it's, to them. It, I mean, obviously, the kind of the setup is that someone's gone, we're going to make Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, and it's going to be the best yeah. film ever. But the yeah. amount of like contradictions and things that don't make sense from the word go is why you don't do that. Like the fact that yeah. they're all like knights with swords and stuff, and you think, well, he's got a laser gun. Like, you, yeah. you're dead, aren't get, you? Get one of them. Yeah, yeah. why are we all using these swords? Why are we swinging on a rope across the, uh, across the room when yeah. they're firing lasers at us? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, this film was not cheap. This film was <laughs> immensely expensive. 23 sets were constructed for the filming. Utilising ten sound stages at Pinewood, including the biggest, the gigantic 007 stage, which was uh, used for exteriors of the swamp. Um, I, I mean, they even went to, they went to Italy to do a lot of the uh, like the outdoors uh, shots. I mean, this is a this is a lot of money has been thrown at this film. Mm. Uh, Twice as much as Star Wars. Wow, Jesus Christ, bloody hell! <laughs> um, uh, the most interesting, at least. the most interesting thing about the wedding, nearly three times as much. Three times as much as Star Wars. God. Uh, the most interesting thing about the wedding is uh, that the promotion, uh, the company who released the film, they actually did a promo where they asked people to uh, send in a uh, um, a statement. They, they wrote in a statement uh, describing uh, their fantasy, their fantasy come true to have a crawl wedding in Hollywood. <laughs> so they asked couples to write in and say why they wanted a crawl wedding. And in 1983, a dozen couples gathered in a soundstage in Burbank to take part in a group wedding. One after another, they walked past a pair of futuristic soldiers in fanciful armour, down a red carpet, flanked by strangers in folding chairs, and up to an altar made of faux stone. Uh, so they got married. Uh, this was before the film was released, uh, and uh, the promotion was largely... There's a lot of strange people in LA. Yeah, that wanted to come to have a Kroll wedding, yeah. Uh, the promotion was largely ignored because the film uh, had such a poor opening weekend and suffered so bad reviews. The idea of running a crawl wedding uh, feature, it just next to a scathing review, was kind of seemed a bit pointless. So uh, I wonder what happened to all their marriages. Well, yeah, if you're out there, follow up with those people. Yeah, 
If you're out there and you had a Kroll marriage... That would make a good documentary, like, special. Yeah, following around. Like, Louis Theroux goes and meets these people that got yeah. married but <laughs> in a Kroll wedding. Kroll weddings. Um, yeah. It leads me to my first question. If you had to have a sci-fi-themed wedding, what would you mm-hmm. have? And you, you can't say Star Trek. That's too obvious. Do you, do you want to know oh. my one? Go on, then. Okay. I'd have a Snowpiercer-themed wedding <laughs> on a train... And you could go through each of like the carriages of the train, and like you could get like you know. Sounds expensive. Oh yeah. Oh no. Money's no option in this. In this. Oh right. In this okay. fantasy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that'd be my wedding. I think uh, I'd have a uh, battle royale wedding. Oh wow. An island and last like two survivors wow. get to get to come and be the best man and the the uh, <laughs> maid of honor. Interesting. Everyone else is dead. Love it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Get married by um, uh, Beat Takashi at the end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the kids would love that because Fortnite's really popular, isn't it? And that's basically Battle Royale, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Chris, what would be your sci fi themed wedding? Uh, I'd have uh, The Fly. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. The, yeah? the bride and groom get joined using the pods you go uh, in the pods, pods. and you come out yeah. one together yeah <laughs> with the fly this is your wedding wow. remember and this is what you want to you just come out oh shit oh that's <laughs> yeah, me yeah this is yeah. your wedding oh okay uh maybe the <laughs> you come out you're like <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know how that end it's not a happy ending no it's oh not. yeah well Okay. Well, your battle royale one doesn't sound that happy either. No, that's the guests who are taking part. I'm just sat there waiting okay. to be the winner. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. The Fly, but oh, like it's it. basically Jeff Goldblum's The Fly is uh, the vicar. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Well, I like the, I like a fly-themed wedding. I think that's a good one. You could come out merged. <laughs> you like a fly? Proper... I've been to several. Yeah. I like a fly-themed yeah. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back in Kroll, uh, there's a big fight, uh, lots happens, uh, and the princess is kidnapped, uh, everyone looks defeated, but they're not really defeated, uh, Colwyn, the prince, is still alive, and uh, an old man turns up to the castle, kind of seems, at first he just looks like he's raiding the dead bodies, doesn't he? He's kind of, uh, he doesn't look like he's there to help. No, oh, I can't do it, <laughs> yeah. I was going to try and put it like a thief thing in obi-wan yeah. no no anyway uh, he turns up he brings uh colwyn back to life and he's like right we've got to go off and save her um because uh but you can't go and just save her you need to get the glaive the glaive the mystery hmm. weapon the glaive and it's really hard to get it's super hard to get the glaive it's in a it's in a it's in a cave isn't it the glaive <laughs> yeah. it's the cave in the a gla- glaive, the glaive cave, cave. The glaive clave. The glave yeah, the glaive cave. Uh, and uh, the old man won't go. He says, oh, you have to do it on your own. Uh, so he just climbs a big rock. And, I mean, it looks nice. The setting looks nice. Wherever this was filmed, I think it's Italy. It looks nice, doesn't it? Mm. Um, can um, I uh, just uh, have a word here to talk about Ken Marshall as Colwyn? Go. Do it. So it took me three attempts to watch this film. <laughs> Shut <up> twice. <laughs> on both occasions, it was because of yeah. this man... Smiling inappropriately, <laughs> like he just gurns happily at everyone all through the film, yeah. doesn't he? Everything's yeah. a big joke for reasons that I don't understand. And oh, this is so carefree, and I'm loving this adventure. But you know, mm. it's odd. He's everyone's dead. It shouldn't very odd. It shouldn't be as happy. You know, no. there's no sense of peril because he's just like smiling like a, you know, like a mentally deficient Especially person a throughout the film. Yeah, 
That's true. No, I didn't think of that. But yeah, his entire family are dead at this point. Yeah. I mean, and they've just died as well. It's not like they died a while ago. They've just died. And that smile, been... that real, like, kind of like shit eating, sort of like, <laughs> oh, I'm superior. And oh, look, oh, how funny the, the peasants doing this. Oh, look at the people. Yeah. Really pissed me off. I really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. What did you think of him, Chris, as a, as a leading man? Yeah, I agree. Just very fucking strange. Mm. He's not got much personality, has he? He's no, not like no, no. I don't think this was going to be a big career. No, no. I mean, and he, and also, I mean, many people might say that Mark Hamill in the first Star Wars film isn't like the most charismatic, but obviously you have Han Solo and you have all the other characters to boost him up. But they don't have anyone else in this to kind of boost up the deficiency of Mark his Hamill's, character. Mark Hamill though is at least infectiously sort of excited. Oh by yeah. All. And yeah. not, in, not yeah. in the condescending way this kid is. Like, you can get behind the fact that he is young and thrilled to be going off planet. That's basically mm. it, isn't it? That's all he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this guy, like, when he gets anything to do, like, his whip skills later on are, are pathetic. <laughs> whip skills. Like, there's a scene with a whip where they're all using whips, and he's clearly, like, just not bothered to learn how to even throw the thing. His rock climbing is obviously just, he's like a foot off the ground. Where did all the money go on this, do you think? Fuck knows. Uh, the sets and the special effects, mainly. James Horner. Uh, maybe. Well, yeah, the special effects cost a lot. They were very... Uh, I know they don't look it, but they were very advanced for their time. Did the you notice effects. at the end who, like, actually produced this film, what the production company was? No. I wrote it down. It was... Uh, hang on. Uh, it is the, the Barclays Mercantile Industrial Finance. That's the production <laughs> company. So, like, it's probably wow. just sort of like money laundering thing, isn't it, really? Maybe. Do you think Barclays Mercantile Industrial Finance made anything else? It's or? Just, it's just, is it like the producers, yeah. they just wanted it to be a flop? I'm so going on company's house, seeing what they actually do. They get their money back. I don't know. It was dissolved <laughs> in 1978. No, it was incorporated in 1978. It's dissolved now. Yeah. Kroll um, was 83, so... It's the director in 1989... Oh, yeah, they made reds. I've got the director's names here. Mm, yeah. Okay. Dead and buried. I want to see what they actually say their, their area of business is, because normally it tells you what they mm. do. Mafia. Was it the Mafia? It, it, it was see, filmed in Italy. It just sounds dodgy, doesn't it? Because like, even if you're yeah. Barclays, you're going to make a film arm, give yourself a, like, a name that sounds like a film company, not the mercantile <laughs> business. <laughs> industrial see, I don't think it's got anything to do with Barclays. I think they've just called it that to make it look you don't, don't think it's Barclays, Barclays then? No. Wow. Is Amazing. it owned by Charles Barkley, the basketball player? Again, I think there is a, <laughs> an interesting story behind this, the production yeah. of this film. It's untold, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, in the, it's on the BFI website as well. They did three films. Mm. Yeah. Were they all as bad as Kroll? Well, Reds. Have you seen uh, Reds? Reds. No, I've yeah. heard of it. That's Tommy Lee Jones, isn't it? I, I think, it, yeah, he's in that, yeah, yeah. Diane Keaton. Yeah. Okay. The proper um, film. Uh, Col- uh, the, the prince, he, he gets the glaive. Uh, it's just uh, on the floor, isn't it? it covered in some dirt. <laughs> uh, so he picks it up because that was easy. Uh, and he walks out with it. And now at this point, it's been half an hour. <laughs> like all of all that is half an hour. That is how long all well, he's that. He's climbing took. that mountain for about ten minutes, isn't he? Yeah, it's true. Um, but again, to try and keep this going and keep us engaged, uh, yes. my other, my next question is the glaive, whatever about it. Mm. I mean, it's a bit silly, isn't it? But what is the coolest, in your opinion, sci-fi weapon? 
Mm. Lightsaber. Lightsaber. Okay, straight in there with lightsaber, Chris. Uh, I would say Robocop's gun is a good one. Oh, the gun in Blade Runner is pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Um, Han Solo's gun's pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's quite, yeah, it's quite an iconic design, that one. Mm. Uh, The Proton Packs in Ghostbusters. Yep. That's pretty, you know, when you see that, you know what that is. It's not a, it's a pretty defined design. Any anything, the, Sam? This, this, oh. uh, the glaive from don't want uh, it, the glaive. Gla- gla- <laughs> not the glaive. What's that? Yeah. You're not allowed the glaive. <laughs> um, I can't really. The think spaz of pump action shotgun from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I've not really got any ideas. Sorry. No. Okay. I'm, I'm more of a love and fighter. So fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we're into part three, which I've said. Which- oh, the gun from. It, uh, Hang on the door. Hang on a second. Fifth Element. Oh, the yeah. Gary Oldman gun. Yes, yes. The Gary Oldman gun in Fifth Element. That's a very good one. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, with all the silly That's buttons the on it and it does yeah, all the stupid yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that is a good yeah. one. Yeah. That's my favourite. Yeah, that wasn't on any of the... When I looked at it, that wasn't on any lists. So, yeah, I think you've come up with a... You've come up with a winner there, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think's visiting Sam's house? I think it's a postman. We speculated it was the postman at your house last week. Uh, was it the postman last week? Postman? But, uh, Probably, yeah. Oh, okay. Getting lots of deliveries last week. Props and stuff. Are you mm. back? Or? I'm back, yes, I'm here. Mm. We were just saying the gun from Fifth Element's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. Yeah. Yes, the Gower one, yeah. Uh, we're into part three of Kroll now, uh, and this is where the proper celebrities turn up. I've called part three... Featuring Robbie Coltrane as medieval Mario. Uh, because <laughs> um, his costume, he looks like a weird steampunk Mario, doesn't he? Don't you think? You wouldn't think, if you were watching this at the time, that he'd be the one, him and Liam Neeson, who wants to go on and make <laughs> no, careers not out at of all. it, would you? Not at all. Uh, were no. they in a film together? What, after this? Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, like, uh, where there were, like, two sidekicks. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. None's all right. None's oh no. That was good. Looney's not in that, is he? No, no, he's not. Someone else. No. Um, oh well. Plot-wise, just so you know, uh, the the prince is wandering around with the old man. He meets possibly the most annoying character oh, in the entire God. film. Yeah. Ergo, who is a magician, who is just like I mean. Uh, he's one of the most annoying characters we've seen in any of the films we've watched. I'd say he's completely unbearable. He's yep. yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's some he's up there with Johnny Five. He's up there with Johnny Five. It's uh, David Batley, uh, who's been in nothing. I mean, I don't think he's. Well, been that's in the anything. only sort of solace. If you look at his career, like it basically died after this. So yeah, you know. And, I mean, it's like that really annoying, very British kind of, oh, I'm making a funny comment every two seconds. Yeah. But it's a bit medieval as well. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Annoying. I think uh, C-3PO was like that before, you know, when I think they recorded yeah. him like that. Oh, Like okay. on set. Yeah. Uh, because that Daniels guy is annoying. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think, obviously, in post, they completely they changed the the tack of the character slightly. Oh, okay, good. Well, good I think Star Wars, like, at, went into the can, is very similar to this, <laughs> but they made some very good like post production choices. Mm, maybe you know, like that's, that's interesting. You know, 
with like Darth Vader's voice and yeah, yeah, mm, maybe yeah. That's they could have literally replaced this character with like just a, a black square <laughs> and, and, and white noise whenever he spoke, and it would have been better, yeah. wouldn't it? No, he's he's awful. He's so annoying. Uh, and I mean the special effects where he turns into a pig. He turns into animals constantly. Uh, as I said, the special effects of this were quite advanced. Like that was quite a big. How they did that is quite. There's a whole thing written about how they did that effect. Um, mm. I'm not even. It's not even worth me reading it because it was so annoying. No. But um, anyway, so he turns up. He's annoying. He joins the crew. Uh, a cyclops turns up. He skulks about. He's weird. Uh, he just follows them. And he's also, also annoying, really, isn't he? He's quite annoying. He's a bit yeah. weirdly like depressing and suicidal, isn't he? Yeah. The cyclops. We we'll get it's on to story. him. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then a load of idiots uh, turn up in a cave, and they're all uh, bandits. And one of the bandits is Robbie Coltrane, dressed as medieval Mario. One of the bandits is Liam Neeson, who looks crazy young. Yeah. Um, and the other bandit is uh, Todd Carty from EastEnders, yeah. who looks a bit like I've written down here an old man wearing a young man's skin. Um, <laughs> Because he kind of does. He's got this weird look about him. Like He's about 12, but he's... I don't know, there's something weird about him anyway. And the main um, guy's in loads of stuff, isn't he? The main bandit, he's, he's in that awful... Yeah. Uh, what's that thing called with all the old policemen going around? Uh, with Amanda Holden um, in it. Not Amanda Holden. Um, oh, old tricks, new yes. tricks. Yeah. Yes. He's in that, yes. isn't he? Yeah. Um, they all join the prince for some reason. Doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean... He just says we're going to the Black Fortress. It's going to be really difficult. Well, he's got he's got the key to let him out, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, only he can let him out, and he's like number one in command, <sighs> yeah. which leads on to a terrible joke towards the end. It's but yeah, just very it is odd why they would join up with him. Yeah. Um, direct the the director PTA described making Kroll as complicated and just so enormous. <laughs> uh, special effects artist Brian Johnson stated in a 2009 interview that Yates hated working on the film so much that in the middle he took a vacation to the Caribbean, which led to the special effects artist taking a three-week break from the project. <laughs> so I love even that. The, the balls of that just like, fuck it, I'm off. I'm on holiday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the director at this, probably at this point in the film, was like, fucking, fuck this film. I'm just going to go on holiday because <laughs> it sucks. This film sucks. Um, would we like a holiday from Kroll and do a quiz? Yeah. I've got, two, yes. I've got, I've got two quizzes. Do you want... The Robbie Coltrane quiz or the Liam Neeson quiz? Um, Neeson. Neeson quiz first. Okay, right. The Neeson quiz is a bit complicated, but I will give you the rules. So, I have got Liam Neeson's most famous films uh, from Rotten Tomatoes with their scores, okay? Mm -hmm. We start... So, the way this will work is I will tell you the character that Liam Neeson played and the year... And you get one point for saying the film and one point for saying whether it's Rotten Tomatoes is higher or lower than the previous film. Cool. Okay. okay. So okay. it will we go... Can the, as... uh, <clears throat> we can put the Price is Right music on this, Sam. So here's an example. So we start with Excalibur. So I yep. would have said Gawain, 1981, and someone yep. would have gone Excalibur, and I Rotten. and that was what? Rot- oh, we're not going rotten or fresh. 
Well, no, no. Uh, oh, higher or well, lower, sorry. Yeah, yeah, higher sorry. or lower, yeah. So Excalibur got 79%, right? right so then okay. if I said to you, one of you two, Keegan, 1983, what film is, is that? It's, it's the film we're watching. Oh, it's this, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's crawl. Crawl. It's crawl. Lower. So lower. Yes. So that did you, did you get it? Yeah. yeah. Right. So who wants <laughs> to go first? Who wants to go first? Chris um, can go first. I'll go first. Chris goes first. Right. So crawl got thirty-two percent. Right. Excalibur seventy-nine. Crawl's thirty-two. That I, I will re-inform you of the percent if you need it. So the next <laughs> film I've gone to in this list is nineteen ninety. Peyton yeah. Peyton Westlake. What is the name of the film, and is it higher or lower than Crawl? Two points on offer. Um, lower. It's lower than Crawl at thirty-two percent. Do you know yeah. what the film is? It's Dark Man, and it actually got eighty-four percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So that was a hard one, Chris. You're going to see quite quickly that this gets a lot easier. Was so he Dark Man? Yeah, he was Dark Man. Yeah. <laughs> So, Sam, 1993, hmm. Oscar Schindler. What <laughs> film is that? And does it get higher or lower than uh, Darkman? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Schindler's List and yep. probably higher than Darkman. Yes, exactly. Uh, right, so don't worry, Chris. Next film, <laughs> yeah. 1995, Rob Roy. What film is that? <laughs> and did it um, get... What film is Rob Roy? <laughs> Rob Roy. Yes, and does it get higher or lower rating than Schindler's List on Rotten Tomatoes? Lower. Yes. Well done. Okay. Again, Sam, I mm. think you might get this. Michael Collins in uh, 1996. Oh. What film is that? Uh, Michael Collins? Yes, it is. Yes. Um, okay. Yes, 77% for uh, Michael Collins. Okay. We're getting through it now. Chris, Jean Valjean, 1998. <laughs> Um, that's Les Miserables. It is. Did it get higher or How lower? Than Michael? It's quite a famous character. Yeah. Uh, Seventy-seven for Michael Collins. Higher or lower for Les Mis? Lower. Lower. Seventy-four. Well done. Mm. You're storming through this. Okay, I think you might get this one, Sam. Qui Gon Jin, nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> what film? <laughs> uh, episode one. Yes. And did it get higher or lower than seventy-four percent? Or lower. Yes, fifty-four percent. Okay, back to Chris. Priest Valon in 2002. Is it something like... Um, Priest I can is see, in I can see commas. It. I can see it. Priest is in commas because that's his like, yeah. you know, street name. That's a bit of a clue. <clears throat> I can't remember. Sorry. Oh, okay, you're going to kick yourself. Gangs of yeah. New York. Ah, yes, did, I could see the I could see yeah. the character. Yeah, did Gangs of New York get more or less than fifty four percent? Thirteen minutes later. Pop twenty fourteen. How many of these you got? Uh, there's only we, we could go we go one more and then we'll stop. Okay, cool. What? <laughs> Got his whole career. <laughs> I, I did go up to Cold Pursuit in 2019, yeah, but um, but we can stop on the next one. So. Yeah, okay. Bad cop, good cop, 2014. Bad cop, good cop. Yeah. I, I have like absolutely Chris, no idea. Does Chris know this one? Do you know it, Chris? 
No, I don't know. Oh, it's the Lego movie. Uh, and is that higher or lower than Wrath of the Titans at 95%? Oh. Oh, sorry, 26%. Higher than that. Yeah, it is. It's 95%. Uh, last one, Chris. Brian Mills, 2015. Taken three. Yes, and is that higher or lower than 95%? Or... Lower. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, that's that's. Well, I did. I have more, but I'll stop there. Well, that was I... long. That was long. Uh, I think, I think it's... if you put the music over it, though, Sam, I think it worked as an item. Well, the, I mean, I did last time. The clip runs out long before the quizzes end. It did last uh... time. <laughs> <laughs> The thing about early Neeson is it's quite sad, isn't it, why he works so much? Yeah. yeah. It's because of his wife, yeah. yeah. Uh, 17 to Sam, 13 to Chris. You both got great scores there, though. Cool. I've just done a little bit of background research into the Barclays Mercantile oh, <laughs> Business Finance <laughs> Limited. Yeah. Good. Yep, tell us, tell us. So on Companies House, there's literally hundreds of filings yeah. and they are actually based at one Churchill place, which is in Canary Wharf. So it is Barclays. Oh, wow. They are and Barclays, wow. I pulled up their tax return for the year of when they actually did this film. <laughs> yeah. And their turnover was 500 million in 1979. So I don't wow. know if that is Barclays. I don't know whether that's just Barclays. Wow. They've sunk um, all their money no, into it, it would just be this one, it'd be a separate entity. I suppose. Yeah, but they bought the rights to this and they went to court with HM Inspector of Taxes in 1990 over this. Oh, wow. For some reason. Wow. Uh, and even though it looks like a defunct <laughs> company now, they are they do actually show it's a they show a holding of 94 million pounds. Wow. Even it's in though case, it's not uh, doing anything. It's in case Kroll really gets greenlit, it's isn't it? Gonna... Waiting for that Kroll <laughs> They literally change the the Directors on there like every few months. I think it is like one of these Barclays, like share company system. God, wow. Um, allegedly, yeah. <clears throat> um, well. I, I did a little bit of research as well while we were waiting there. Do you know that Robbie Coltrane's voice was dubbed in his film? Yeah. Oh uh, no, was he? Yeah. I know that the princess was dubbed. Yeah, Michael oh, Elsie was dubbed? doing his voice. It wasn't oh, actually Robbie Coltrane's voice. That's a bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> God. Poor bastard. Yeah. He's rubbish in it as well. And Liam Neeson's rubbish in it as well. They're, They're all, all rubbish, rubbish in it. it. It's terrible. Um, Plot-wise, <laughs> let's bang through a bit of this plot. So, yeah. they go to see Asiya. Uh, he's like... Oh, because they need to know where the Black Fortress is, because that moves around. Uh, so, they need to see the seer. And he, uh, there's some weird magic, and the baddie turns up. Uh, and uh, they, he says something about, go to a swamp. Uh, and they go to the swamp. And this is the only bit in my pro column of things that I liked about the film was the shot of the uh, flayers coming out of the swamp. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty Which cool. is ruined immediately by that gurning uh, jester twat, <laughs> like jumping around <laughs> looking at them. He's the one who notices yeah. them, isn't he? He's like, Ooh. Yeah. Do you know that there were, uh, I've got it written down, there were 40 slayers made for this film. 40. 40. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they go to a swamp uh, and uh, stuff happens in the swamp uh, and then there's a bit where the seer's like, oh, I've got to take you to the tree on my own, Prince so-and-so, come with me. And there's this actually pretty impressive effect where his hand turns into a claw uh, and that is actually a physical effect. That, that, physic- that hand could physically transform into a claw. It was developed for the film 
uh, uh, but it wasn't really it wasn't really used properly because they didn't have time. But it ended up being in another film called Life Force uh, by Toby Hooper, which is this kind of science fiction vampire film, which I quite Ooh. like, but it's pretty stupid. Anyway, the Cyclops turns up and saves them again, um, and uh, more stuff kind of happens. Um, uh, Tim Kirk of the Moving Arts Film Journal said. The press book sent to theatre owners a thin pamphlet, fam- pamphlet filled with a- art and short articles to plant in local papers outlines a number of interesting promotional gimmicks for cinemas. One suggests approaching their local bakery about creating special pastries in the shape of the glaive and dubbing them the punny crawlers. Everyone knows what a crawler is. A tasty <laughs> donut. Now comes the crawler, a tasty glaive donut. <laughs> Another elaborate scheme involves acquiring a dark van and driving around town like the fortress. It's apt to be anywhere, improbably evoking the dark fortress from the film and more improbably inspiring passing motorists and pedestrians to rush their theatre and pop down 350 for a seat. Can you imagine that if a black van was driving <laughs> around the city Brilliant. with people like leaning out dressed as the Slayers being like, come and see Kral. Like, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that was all in the marketing for this film. Um, and they did that or not? No, no, that's just they ideas. Just pro- oh, I just proposed. Yeah, it. Right, that's okay. they were trying for any reason, any way possible, yeah. to make this a, uh, a success. Anyway, part six: some scenes of sexism. Um, they uh, they're in a forest. Uh, the old man says, "We can't find the Black Fortress. Uh, I have to go and see the Spider Woman, but I have to do it on my own for some reason." Uh, Lee, there's a big weird speech about Liam Neeson having a ton of wives yeah. that didn't make any sense uh, and they hungry. just go yeah and they just go alright we'll get one of his wives to come down and cook for us because we literally can't do it ourselves uh, and then there's some strange girl there and uh, she's like going to kill him but then falls in love with him so doesn't and then dies well, she, um, she, isn't she trying to convince the woman there's like a whole bit where he's like because the princess is inside the oh, bad yes. guy, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, in the inside the fortress. Yeah, which is him. It's so it's weird. Some, like, that it's dreadful, so like CG going on. Or not CG, like effects when yeah. like, they cross cut her watching yeah, him fall in love with yeah. her. Oh mm. god! And the, the 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 guy, the hero's got red contact lenses in, and yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and then and then anyway, and then the old man's in a giant spider's web, and that sequence the. The guy did that, it was wires, and he didn't have a safety wire or anything because it would be too visible. So mm. when you see him climbing across, he is actually climbing across proper wires because and there's no safety. Like, how he did it, I don't know. That's um, the first of many uh, safety flop flaws in this film, isn't it? Yeah. We'll get to this a bit <laughs> yeah. later on, which I'm sure you read about. Which yeah. yeah. This is the only bit of the film. So basically, there's a big web, and he climbs across. There's a weird old woman, and there's a giant spider. I could imagine if I saw this as a kid, I would be like, wow, that's really like, that's crazy. That's scary. Yeah, Yeah, that would, this is the only bit I could be like, okay, I get how someone might watch this and be like, okay, I can see it. Yeah. It does go Um, on way too long though, doesn't it? It, Yeah. It's a hell of a long time is here. Yeah. And they get the location, don't they? And then she dies and he dies and... um, uh, and they say it's really far. Uh, we need some horses. Um, and we move to part seven, which I've put. I've just called "Do you like watching horses?" <laughs> because literally, this next bit of the film is just horses, 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 horses. So many horses, isn't it? 
with fire coming out of their heels for a bit. Yeah, they, they they try and catch the horses, then they get on the horses, then they ride the horses. I mean, it's like just 20 minutes of horses, isn't it? And the giant um, saying that... Because the giant... I quite like the idea that the giant knows he's d- deaf. That mm, was a quite a nice idea. But yeah. then he goes like, oh, I've got to stay here because I'm going to die. But then he yeah. doesn't die there anyway, does he? No, so, it's really stupid. Yeah. It's really stupid. Um the horses uh, were Clydesdale horses, uh, and they had to go. They had to send them from England to uh, the Abrazi Mountains in Italy before boarding the Dover ferry that would transport the equines to France. A passport for each horse had to be presented, which caused a sensation at the customers' crossing point, as each passport contained two photos: one a before makeup shot and one an after makeup shot. What of the horses? Every horse. What? And yeah, there's 16 horses, and they all had passports with before and after photos in. That yeah. can't be a legal requirement, can it? I don't know. That's where your money went. And fucking if you're a showbiz horse. Horse passports. That's I'll tell you, those horses, horses had, like, class A drug stuff put their asses. They should go on here. <laughs> this is some, like, real, like... Yeah. They're looking yeah. at their faces. They should be looking at their asses. Yeah. It's true. Do you want another quiz? Go on, then. Okay, right. So, uh, Robbie Coltrane has an OBE. I don't know if you know that. Uh, he got one for probably being Hagrid or Cracker, but not for Kroll. Uh, and this year, they've, they've kind of announced the OBE's list recently. I mean, it kind of ties in. Uh, on this year's list is Olivia Coleman, Elvis Costello and Fergal Sharkey. So, mm. you know, best of the best. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to give you some people and you need to tell me whether they said yes to the OBE. So it's OBE or hell no BE. Nice. So it's actors. Are they all actually OBEs or are they different? Uh, uh, they're kind of different ones. Are you just yeah. saying OBE? Yeah, because it made a funny pun. Yeah. What, what, what would uh, you two say to the OBE? Yes. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, say, I'd say no BE. Really? Yeah, I don't well, on what grounds? Okay. F- fuck it all. Oh. Fuck, the, fuck the establishment. Burn wow, okay. You, can you join... live in a part of the world where there's no real establishment, so... <laughs> That's not true. You, uh, we're still in the in the country. Champagne socialist. Oh, yeah. uh, you might you can join some of these people then uh, who yeah. said no. So right, okay. So uh, uh, we'll start with you then, Sam. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes or OBE. no? OBE. Yeah, yeah. He said yes. Sell out. Uh, yeah, sell out. Um, Chris. John, <laughs> John Cleese. Yes or no? No. Yeah, he said no because they were no silly. BE. Yeah, what, he said, did he actually get offered, though? Yeah, in 1996. He thought it was silly. That's what he what? said. No, I bet it's a sort of tax dodge. He's a right fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to be under the microscope. Yeah, yeah maybe. Who knows? Um, uh, Sam. Danny Boyle. OBE for the Olympics. No BE. Yeah, surely. he He's said no. He Good said trip. no. It's Good just trip. not me, he said. Yeah, give that one to Chris. You, you kind of shout. I'll, I'll allow uh, snatches on this one. He said, oh, will yeah, take the Oscar, though? Yeah, he did take an Oscar, yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, Kate Winslet, yes or no? Uh, yes. Yeah, she did say yes. Um, uh, Kate Winslet. Back to you, Sam. CBE, that was. Okay. Uh, Albert Finney, yes or no? No. Yeah, he rejected it. He rejected it in 1990, and he rejected it a CB in 1980, and you a think knighthood they offer it again, would you? in 2000. Yeah, he did it twice. He said no. 
Yeah. Why? What have you got reasons? No, I haven't got the reason. Oh, they upped it to a knighthood. <laughs> yep. Yep, he said no. Uh, Chris, Jim Broadbent. Yes. <gasps> no. 2012. Oh, okay. I was offered an OB a couple of years ago, but I said no and turned it down. I'm not that comfortable with actors receiving honours partially because I think they ought to go to those who really help others. Besides, I like the idea of actors not being part of the establishment. We're vagabonds and rogues, and we're not part of the authorities and establishment, really. If you mix That's the two off. together, things get blurry. That's what Isn't said. it amazing how actors have got a unique ability to sound like twats, no matter what stance they're taking? <laughs> like, you know, like... <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't do. know. I think it's a good argument he's got there. There you go. Uh, Sam. Uh, yes. Eddie Redmayne. Who's oh, Eddie Redmayne? Oh, is he the... He's the Stephen Hawking. Bloke, he? yeah. yeah. He's a bit young for an OBE, isn't he? Well, um, there you go. He, yeah, he would have taken it, yeah. Yeah, okay. He's part Rich of the kids. new lot who like Posh just kids. like shit. Yeah. They're like gongs. <laughs> uh, Chris, Catherine Zeta-Jones. He went to eat in college, for fuck's sake. Um... Catherine Zeta-Jones, she would because she's Welsh. Yes, she did say yes. Okay, last one. Uh, it wouldn't even occur to someone from Wales not to accept it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, last one, uh, Sam. Ian yeah. McDermott or Dermid or Diarmid. No, Pal- Pal- because he's the one true emperor. He doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge <laughs> the queen. Yep, it is, it's not clear why he declined the honour, but yes, he said Just no. Just told you why. Well done, yeah. Have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis? <laughs> That's what yeah, he said. The wise. <laughs> there you go. That was a draw. Well done. I just thought I'd leave that at a draw. He's an emperor. He doesn't need shit from yeah. queens. Uh, um, just, he just cackled and forced lightning down. <laughs> uh, back in He's Kroll. in the new film, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah they retconned it or something. Didn't I they? think they might actually save this shit. Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping for JJ to pull something out of the bag. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, sorry, Alex, we're derailing. Yeah, that's all right. Now, back in Kroll, uh, some characters die. So basically, they get to the fortress. Um, the Cyclops turns back up again. Like you said, he says he's going to stay and die, but he doesn't. So he goes and dies instead, um, which makes no sense. Liam Neeson. He dies like in a dies. door, doesn't he? It's a bit brutal, really. He gets crushed yeah. by a door. Yeah. Robbie Coltrane gets hit by a laser and says something and dies. Uh, Liam Neeson gets hit by a laser and says think about loving the woman, I guess, that made them a pie or whatever it was. Yeah, that's his know. best wife. Uh, lots of people die, basically, and we're kind of just left with uh, the idiot magician, a child, who I didn't even mention exists, but there's a child in Oh, him. he's terrible, isn't he? He's yeah. Acting, um, yeah. Colwyn the prince and the head bandit, basically. Everyone else is dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is this the bit you were talking about when the when the floor opened up? Did you read about how dangerous yeah, this was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, the bit where the floor opens up and they drop through, uh, it was powered by liquid and broke apart before quickly slamming together. Ken Marshall explained that doing the sequence gave him nightmares after it was completed. When shooting the scene, Marshall took more time to say his line than the production crew expected, leading him to not make it from the tunnel in the first ch- uh, take. Only one crew member noticed this and was able to stop the machines controlling the pieces, but Marshall explained that he knew that if the machine didn't stop in five seconds, he would be dead. Um... Yeah, uh, and he said basically it, it, it kept, he kept it going. He wouldn't let a stunt double do it. Oh, of course um, not. For, for high art like Crawl, you've got to uh, risk sacrificing <laughs> your life, haven't you? Marshall explained at the end, I had no feeling in my heel for months afterwards. I was really, it was really hard doing stunts afterwards too. So, yeah, poor, poor Marshall. Um, yeah, the, 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 the wizard turns into a tiger. 
Um, <laughs> there's a kind of fake trash compactor scene, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. They really do hit so many beats, Star yeah. Wars beats, don't they? Yeah. Like, um, fasting forward, uh, basically, uh, Colwyn gets the princess, the beast turns up, and he's huge. And he is quite scary. Again, I would be like, if I was a kid, that would scare me. Um, but then there's this mo- probably, I would say, one of the most ridiculous bits. He throws the glaive, and then he can kind of like mind control it or something, can't he? I don't really and it's like him. spinning, and it's like drilling yeah. into him. And, uh, and then he has and like flame it- fingers. And then he's got flame fingers, and he just starts setting fire to stuff. Which is like, oh, the glaive wasn't important anyway, after all. Yeah, so and then... the power's in you or something. Yeah, Bang. and the whole fortress blows up, and people die, and they get out, and there's some crap jokes. And that, that is pretty much the end, isn't it? Well, like, the, the real crap joke, which was where I turned it off, I haven't actually seen anything past this, was <laughs> uh, when, when they get out, and he goes... You know, the head bandit is like, oh, I've got this key for you or whatever. Um, yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't take the key. Only only you and the top man get to have the key. And he goes, <laughs> yes, only me and the top man. And then just starts laughing at him because he's made in top man. And <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that was it. Oh, no. I mean, all we, I think after that, they just repeat the, the beginning again. You know, the prophecy of the them having a kid that will rule the galaxy. Hmm. I mean, it, it's just a pile of crap, isn't it, this film? It's just terrible. Atrocious. It's awful. So, all right, anyway, I reckon Poppin's Claws for this. So so I've uh, written down what yeah. the science fiction bits are, yeah. right? So the opening where the thing is flying through space, that's kind of sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, but it might not be. That might be magic, mightn't it? Mm, they're aliens. They've got laser guns. Mm. So you're saying not Poppins Claws? I think it's sci-fi. You think it's sci-fi? Because I from, think they're from space. They've got laser guns. Some guys wear bike helmets. <sighs> but couldn't it just be that these people are primitive and they don't know well, anything better? We know it's better? not. We see the bit at the start where it's coming from space. Yeah, oh, and they talk about galaxies and shit. Oh, it's so annoying, isn't it? Though, like, oh. I think it's okay. better it isn't because at least we get to put it low in the list and everyone knows how bad it is then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, okay, all right. Well, needs to be ranked. Yeah, I, I, I tried to kind of justify why it isn't, but no, you're right. It's like, um, well, so, this something is... else as well. Uh, yeah. While I was trying to watch this, I got distracted as well and found there was a crawl computer game which you could just oh. play online. Yeah. Uh, let me put a picture in the chat for you. Crawl for the Atari. Look at this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh, my was, God. Uh, hit... Play it online. Yeah, it, just, it was in the browser. Here it is in the spider. It's a spider's web oh bit. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my yeah, God. I, I didn't really get very far. I didn't understand what I was doing. But um... There's a board game as well. I tried to... Uh, oh, wow. I, I, what I wanted to do is us to play the board game on the, po- on the podcast, but, that, but oh, it, it seems really complicated, overly complicated, the board game. It takes a day to set up. Yeah, there's a card game as well. Um, yeah, they went crazy for. The, is it a uh, cult time. classic? Do people watch it still? Is it a? Oh no, I don't. I don't think it is. Do you? I mean, I've not you, heard about it. It no. gets referenced name, in but... things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I like uh, Colin, but this was terrible. <laughs> really bad. Like, not even funny. It wasn't funny, was it? it no, it, it was obviously taking itself very seriously. Um, and it was just boring as well. Like it wasn't yeah. enough going on. It was it's two hours, wasn't it? About yeah, two hours. there was nothing to like 
at all. No. It was very, very bad. The only thing you can say for it was it wasn't as uh, offensive as Lawnmower Man, you know. No. That's it's right down there, isn't it? I don't it? think anything's going to, like, no. up Lawnmower Man. Or no. Lawnmower Man. I think no. for me, I'd say it's 1-3-1. One, one. Like, I think Sky Darkly and Lawnmower Man are worse, but I don't think anything else is worse. It was No, I agree. It was it's truly, so truly terrible. Yeah, really bad. Yeah. Just the waste of everyone's time. It's just yeah. a cash in, like a kind of. It's very tax, like it's a tax dodge. Yeah, and yeah. also it's like so obviously, like you said in the very start, they just was like, oh, everyone likes Lord of the Rings, everyone likes Star Wars. Let's just badly put them together and not. Really and it's think not even got it. like you know we watch like Star Crash and stuff. Like they'd got because they were foreign or whatever. They'd got that kind of weirdness about them. Mm. There was something still a bit strange going on, but this was just was, yeah, like a no. TV movie, wasn't it? Really. But a very, very expensive TV movie. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, well, that's the end of Crawl. I'm very sorry, Colin. You please Good just... to see the back of your Crawl. Don't yeah. watch it, Colin. If you want your memories... In fact, actually, you shouldn't listen to this podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to get upset. But, um, yeah. I think we need to put a little C next to all these ones which Colin suggests. Just... <laughs> he's a... I think he's... He's a fan of Predator 2, though, so he's all right with me. He does like that, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Kroll, don't, just don't bother. It'll be a while till we take a suggestion from him again, I think, after this disaster. Yeah. It reminded me of Knights quite a lot. It wasn't yeah. as good as Knights, I didn't think. It wasn't as fun. No. That's what it, the they suggests. They didn't employ the, uh, <laughs> what are those things in Knights called? Ah, the, the Baccaranium uh, technique oh, yeah, they're yeah. using. <laughs> <laughs> also, Knights was probably made for about, like, a tenth of this, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Knights were straight up sci-fi because they were cyborgs. Oh, like, there was cyborgs. no denying that. Whereas this was very tenuous. I mean, I feel like they maybe even put it in at the last minute, the sci-fi stuff. Yeah, well. Mm. Anyway. Well, I hope people enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we had some good quizzes. We had some fun looking up companies and, uh, you know, bashing house. this film. Company's house. I think we did a pretty deep dive into Kroll. It got yeah. a lot more airtime than it deserved well we don't normally do financials and, <laughs> no uh, yeah that's a new no. new uh, uh, bow to our podcasting quiver that one exactly yeah. exactly uh, so I guess uh, yeah so you can uh, if you disagree with us you're insane but uh, you can email us at uh, <laughs> science fiction rating at gmail.com or mail at science fiction rating system.com they both work thank now. you yeah Find check out the website uh, and we're sci-fi rating on all social media uh, and are we what? gonna? We're not going to the past, are we anymore? But what are we watching next that? week? Uh, After Earth. Yeah, we're sticking with Will Smith because it's Father's Day, kind of. Oh yeah, Ten- Father's Willy Day style. Tenuous, very tenuous. I mean, I by the time been, it, yeah. it isn't Father's Day because it'll be three, four weeks after Father's Day by the time this actually gets aired. <laughs> we don't <laughs> have to watch here. it. It's we could watch something oh. else. I suggested uh, I suggested uh, we could do Attack of the Clones or... No, uh, not doing big j- ones. We've had two big ones too recently. We're watching, we're watching ah, After okay. Earth. Okay, we'll check. It's either that or uh, uh, Bionic Ever After. <laughs> <laughs> what about Small Soldiers? Are you against Small Soldiers? We can watch that. We need, we need I, to, don't we? we should I just thought, off air. This is I thought that linked in with uh, Child's Play and uh, Toy Story. Well, mm. next week is definitely After Earth, and we'll tell you the week after what we're watching next week. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyway, it's uh, it's a goodbye from me, uh, Alex Humphrey. It's a goodbye from Chris Redding. Here we go. And it's a goodbye from Sam Drake. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.